Hello everyone, welcome to Should I Play That? Episode 91. This is the video game podcast where we talk about video games and the culture and industry surrounding them. My name is Rod and I am here uh, hosting, but not alone, of course. I have my fellow co-host with me, James Green. Or what does Chris say? James to the Green, usually? That's something like that. Yeah, Yeah, there we go. I I like that. I like that intro, especially for you, James. It's very fitting. Um, Thank you. Yes, yes. Um, How are you doing, man? I am doing great. Um, Got to celebrate my cousin's graduation today, so I'm in a really good mood. Shout out to him. Um, Also a little pissed off because you'll talk, we'll talk about it later. (laughs) But besides that, you know, it's it's been a good week. Perfect. Man, I love to hear that. I love to hear that, you know, and and if it's a good week when we're recording this, you know, it's like kind of midweek. By the time you're hearing this, it's the end. But like, I don't know, I feel like these are always a good way to kind of like, you know, um, pump up the week too. you know, even if you're having a good week at that point, it gets even better as you go. You know, like, it's just, it's great. I love hearing people do well, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Thanks, buddy. How about you, man? How's it going? Uh, not bad. Not bad at all. You know, Christmas is around the corner. That always feels nice. Uh, 2020 is about to end. That definitely feels nice. Uh, and we've we'll got, the, yeah. And we've got, <laughs> we've got the first round of vaccines going out to essential workers uh, everywhere. So that's very, very nice. That's, that's like the best news to end on. So uh, we might be rounding a corner here, but like you said, you're right. We will see. And of course, we are joined by the ever helpful, ever, we appreciate her so much. Uh, Elena, Subject T, how are you doing? Doing well. It's been a long week. School has been exhausting. Kids are tired. Students are, yes, kids are tired. Teachers are tired. We're all tired. So by the time this comes (laughs) out, we'll be out for school. So. Yeah, right. that would be a, that would be a great episode. I think we've already used that one, uh, which says a lot about this year. <laughs> but tired. Uh, yeah. tired, yes, yes. But hopefully we can, uh, you know, wake you up a little bit with this episode. We got a lot of stuff to get to today, actually. And before we get started, um, I did want to shout out to everybody that has listened to the last week's episode, episode ninety. Got a lot of feedback on that one, um, and I really appreciate. We really appreciate you listening um and it's very valuable to get that feedback um uh, you know we got you know positive comments we got comments that you know on things that we can work on in the future as well um i'm really happy that we had a lot of people um really tune into that one in particularly and mm-hmm. tell us tell us their thoughts so um if you're interested if you have not listened to that episode yet please go do so i think it's a pretty good episode um Send us an email. Should I play that at gmail.com? And, you know, I'm, I would be happy to read uh, your email. Um, I'll, of course, share it with the crew, of course. And, and we will continue having these conversations and we'll, you know, get better at them as well. So uh, thank yeah, you for that. It's a learning process. So we can't do this without your feedback. Absolutely. We can't do this as well without your feedback. Mm-hmm. Well said. Well said. Um, so, and again, if you have not listened to us before, what we do is start off with uh, what we've been playing for the past week, as well as dive into the industry news. And typically, we go have a main topic, but um, this week is going to be a little bit shorter because we have uh, a number of things to cover. Um, and because it's game of the year time, and and we're all trying to get our games in and, and everything like that, we're we're super busy on that front. Presenting you with a game of the year episode for next week, which will be very exciting. So. 
yeah, guys, we're going to go ahead and get started with what you've been playing. So, Elena, what you've been playing? Um, so I've been playing some Overwatch of the new Christmas event that just dropped like Tuesday. And what was funny is that whenever you first log in, they'll you'll get your free loot box and your free uh, icons. They changed the 2021 from just like a regular New Year's hat to a crumpled up, beaten up 2020 hat, which I thought was very funny. So yeah. I have that as my current icon right now. I need to log in to get that. That sounds perfect. <laughs> oh, yeah. And there's a new winter event. It's basically freeze tag where um, you could, uh, I think it's like on deathmatch maps where you would, I think you have to hit someone or something or shoot someone. I for, I didn't play it yet, but it essentially looks like where you hit someone and then they freeze into kind of like a, like a lookalike May block, ice block. And so whoever gets them all wins. I think it's like a 4v4 matchup. I'm pretty sure. Is the freeze tag new? That doesn't sound familiar to me. brand new. Because I think it's going alongside with the um, May snowball fight. Oh, okay. It's been ages since Overwatch has, like, done anything new with seasons. So that's cool. Yeah. I guess outside of the archive stuff, um, that's been new, I think, for the past... Well, maybe not for the past couple of years. I think they maybe have gone on a rotation, but typically they don't have anything like brand new. We've been playing the same seasonal events for years. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll, well, they just announced a new uh, death mat, uh, or death match map today. I did not know that. That's nice. Um, it's below Hanamura. So whenever you look up, you can see the uh, Hanamura uh, temple. And below, I think it's called Kai. Uh, oh fuck! It starts with a K, but it's brand new, and it's all like there's like a bunch of uh, cafes. One of them is a cat cafe, and there's some other stuff. And so it's just like a open deathmatch map. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, they also introduced a new role, right? Or I guess a new queue to the matchmaking. Oh yeah, they did. Uh, for flex, I guess they saw enough like feedback or something because uh, for regular competitive, you can uh, individ- individually choose what role, whether it be tank, DPS, or uh, support. And they kept seeing people either choose all three or choose two or whatever, so they just added that flex role, so mm-hmm. you could just pick one and go instead of having to continually pick three or pick two or whatever. Do you wait? Are so? Are you still able to pick three individually, or does it just is it the same thing essentially? I bet it's essentially the same thing, huh. unless you just want to pick two. Then okay. you could. Hmm. Like if you really didn't want to play tank or really didn't want to play support, you could probably just pick like two of them. But if you if you didn't care what you played, you could just hit flex and then go. That sounds. I'm like assuming. A- 
sounds like a rap song hit the flex and go uh, <laughs> yeah what <laughs> yeah i don't know isn't that a dance move or something i'm getting old guys i don't know don't don't man i i was sitting i was literally literally sitting on my couch uh i think last night and just i had wasn't even like in a weird position i was just like sitting in my the bottom of my foot just like cramped up for no reason at all <laughs> and i was like no drink more water right <laughs> yeah i was like why in the chris huh we haven't had him here to do those, <laughs> those that's true that's true we need him back for that uh, <laughs> um yeah well i mean though, like yesterday my le- both my legs fell asleep oh my oh, oh man yes it's terrible <laughs> I stood up and was like, what happened? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, time does not slow down for anyone, huh? Well, well, I don't want to make this podcast about my continual existential crisis. So uh, thank you, Elena, for your Overwatch update. Uh, I do look forward, genuinely, I look forward to like checking out some of that sp- stuff, especially the flex role. Like, I mean, you and I play together a lot. Uh, you know, you, you know, I like to pretty much play anything. Um, and so kind of having that cue would be interesting. Oh, one question before we yeah. jump off of this. Um, do, do you think that the flex support cue lowers the time for other cues such as maybe dps like did you notice any changes with that oh yes because do you remember like if someone like whenever we get into a game and someone immediately drops out and then it just cancels the match and we get priority queue yeah apparently you can get a priority queue ticket for flex dps and i didn't quite read like too closely like what that entails, but there's like a priority queue ticket that you can use for your flex roll or whatever. Or if you get, no, I think you could earn one from flex and then you could probably use it on, say, if you really just want to play DPS mm-hmm. all night, then you could probably use one of those priority uh, queue tickets onto your DPS so those queue times are shorter. So if you if you get screwed out of a matchmaking game, like a compo- uh, competitive game, then you can use that to like requeue as a DPS and then get a faster time. That's like yeah. the, the new thing. That is actually really cool. Um, and I didn't think that I didn't consider that to be even an option. So that's that's interesting. I think that's brand new with that flex roll too. Okay, cool, cool. I'll definitely oh, yeah. check this out then. And then there is a five to six gigabyte gigabyte patch for assassin's creed valhalla for ps5 players at least they added um adaptive trigger support for it Ooh, that's actually (laughs) so how's the bow i don't know i don't have a ps5 oh my god i forgot i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) you know christmas is around i was just kidding (laughs) <laughs> yeah if you don't have one by now i'm sorry <laughs> i'm waiting until next year i'll wait for at least one or two gems i really need to get yeah like horizon honestly, two honestly I, I i think that's probably the smarter play right now like if you don't feel like you need it like it's it, it's it's cool for us to have like i you know i'm playing demon souls if you don't care about demon souls like I mean, you don't need one. Like Miles is very nice to play on PS5. Don't, don't you do this? It's extremely nice, but, Be it's, very, but it's very playable on PS4. 
it, no. it is like <laughs> it it's 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 fine on ps4 it's not as good as ps5 it's not but like you know and you're going to want to play it on ps5 but if you can't most people are going to be playing games on ps4 right now because you can't you literally cannot buy a ps5 if you want like it's impossible um and don't shortchange that experience yo 60 fps and ray tracing now it is very it good. I, I agree. I agree with Look, you. I don't it is want good. controller drift on my goddamn PS4 controller. I don't want it anymore. That was one of the one of the reasons why I had to switch, and I was like really hype about it. it. Was like all the other stuff was cool, better graphics, cool, faster frame rates, great. I just need that goddamn drift gone, uh, and and now I'm not dealing with it, which is fantastic. I, I do not have any problems. It's been over a month and I do not have a problem with a Sony controller. It feels like heaven right now. It's very mm-hmm. good. I just hope that it lasts. Yeah. Um, I will say that one thing that would prov- like that would actually help me get a multi-platform game on a Sony console um, is, uh, you know, the adapt, the adaptive triggers, like the, implementation of that stuff because like i'm curious as a whole how all that works like obviously on the other consoles like they don't really have that stuff so that's what really sets that experience apart for me so if i can get those on more games like i'm probably gonna maybe gravitate more towards that that console like or that version um because i i I need the adaptive triggers and haptic feedback in my life like that that i think is a real game changer that i don't feel like is being talked about enough right now like people did start talking about it with Astro, but like, man, the, the implementation for that for for first party games is going to be wild. I cannot wait. Like, Ratch- dude, Ratchet and Clank is going to be insane with it. Like, I, I'm I'm cool on Ratchet and Clank. Like, I think Rift Apart looks good, but like, I was kind of cool on it until I got my hand on the controller and I just started seeing all the possibilities at that point. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. that that's going to be pretty awesome. Wait, does Overwatch not have that uh, thing yet? No, there's no like adaptive or haptic feedback yet um, for it. Like there's, you'll notice, maybe, maybe uh, you'll definitely notice. And this is with like any backwards compatible game that the vibrations are definitely um, more like it feels like tuned up in a way because it does rumble differently, like on that controller, but it's not, it's, it's not haptic feedback though. There's a, distinct difference between that and like just maybe an slightly enhanced, you know, brand new controller sort of rumble, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, maybe overwatch too, like you said, that, that could be a thing, but whenever that decides to come out, whenever that decides to come out. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, uh, well, thank you for that overwatch update. Elena. I really appreciate that. Let's go ahead and move on to uh, James. I'm yeah. curious what you've been playing. I have been playing Cyberpunk 2077. <sighs> okay. <laughs> so, of course, you guys have heard this game has been highly anticipated uh, about eight years since this announcement that it existed. I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that it has not been in like full development for that long. However, I still don't understand how this game was able to ship in the condition that it is in on consoles. Which one are you so playing on? If, if, I'm playing on PS5. Um, I did not get a new graphics card, so I'm waiting on the PC version. Um, I'm playing on PS5, and the backwards compatibility PS4 mode. 
I, I don't get how you can tell me that you have been targeting a PlayStation console. You've been developing this game, quote unquote, for the entire lifespan of this system. And it doesn't run. <laughs> like as much as we like to like crap on Anthem and, and all those other Fallout 76 and all those other games that are they're buggy messes, at least they ran. Like I've had more crashes playing 2077 than I've had in my entire ownership of a PlayStation 4 within this last week. Hmm. I've had like seven, at least seven today. Damn, it's I ridic- had quite a few for Assassin's Creed Valhalla, though. But I think that was just a bad patch that they put out. That, that's very much a possibility. My whole point is, how do you have something that plays so terribly and plays so great at the same time. <laughs> I it's it's frustrating. Um so let me let me see if I can start from the beginning. Cyberpunk 2077 is an open world RPG set in the year 2077 in a cyberpunk universe. You play as a mercenary named V who comes from one of three different life path options and through a series of unfortunate events you end up basically tied to Johnny Silverhand, a.k.a. Keanu Reeves. And that is as far as I've gotten in the story because I don't want to crash and burn all of my save files because there are so many bugs in the main story quest. <laughs> so it's laughable. Are, are, hmm? are you, are you, um, and, and I, my apologies, I don't really want to interrupt a lot of this, to be honest. I kind of want to let you just go. But um, I do have to ask, like, I, one of the things I've been hearing is that the three paths that you could choose are apparently not even that different from each other. Like the flavor text for how you begin is is different, but really the end result is apparently not not that different from each other. Have you known that to be the case so far, or or what? I've been only playing the Nomad Life Path. I haven't tried the other two yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I do plan on doing subsequent playthroughs because, like I said, this game is good, but it's so broken. It's hard to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I can't really speak to that, how how the life paths really play out or don't play out. Um, I do know that you do get like life path specific dialogue, mm-hmm. but a lot of it feels very shallow and not super impactful on what happens. Like a copy and paste yeah. of like, you know, it's clear where they've inserted like the nomad specific style versus the corpo mm-hmm. or whatever. Okay, gotcha. Right. Like there is a, a scene in the beginning where you're talking to an NPC and you comment on his motorcycle because you are a nomad and you work around vehicles. Right. And right. and then nothing really ch- – actually, they have a little small payoff in that, but it's a story spoiler, so I don't want to spoil it. But besides that, it doesn't seem like I can open up any different routes or I can avoid any confrontations. At least I haven't noticed any yet. Uh, maybe further along in the story, that'll have a bit more consequence. But right now, it just feels like flavor text, like you were saying. Got it. Um, Let's see. I am playing a tech shotgunner build, so I'm focusing mainly on crafting the tech weapons, which have the special ability to punch through cover. Um, and so more of like an assault in your face type of style of game. And it's fun. Um, as you continue to level up, you gain perk points, which do things like unlock more passive abilities like health regen or uh, reduce charge times on tech weapons or just better critical damage that sort of thing. And so 
Mm-hmm. As you go about this world completing quests and different side objectives, um, you really start to feel that build flesh out. I think I'm level 12 right now, and I believe the max is 50. So I haven't seen all that it has to offer, but even now the flexibility I have in being able to spec into working mainly with shotguns or LMGs versus handguns or hacking mainly or working in stealth mainly, there's a lot of flexibility there. So I know it sounded like I was very upset in the beginning, and I am, but this game is still fun. Well, I think it's important that like you you express that like if if you're if it's not a good experience then it's not a good experience like right you know yeah um so it i think of it like it's a really dense cake but it hasn't been baked through all the way but there's a lot of filling here and the filling is delicious but if i'm I'm, if i'm running into eggshells every like five bites i'm not gonna eat this cake you know what i mean yeah 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 and it it's it's upsetting as a consumer and it's upsetting as a supporter because we just talked about these guys yesterday or last week, mm-hmm. last episode. Mm-hmm. And there are some things that I feel like I would try to defend them on as in like, they are game developers first. They should be working on their game, but now it's come to fruition that they haven't been working on their game or they have been, and it's just not ready. So I don't, I don't see how you can sit here and this is not just CDPR. Tons of companies are guilty of this. You sit here, you take my $60, you hand me a game, but half the game doesn't work, or I can't play the game in certain areas because game-breaking bugs and glitches that somehow got past the Q&A testing of CDPR, that got past the certification standards of Microsoft and of Sony, so I, I don't understand what I'm paying for. If you're going to give me a game in installments, I should be paying in installments. <laughs> you, don't, you don't get my yeah. money up front and then give me half-ass work. Yeah. Yeah. A lot and if of I'm that si- seems- yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Elena, go ahead, please. A lot of that seems on the executive side of cutting corners and ignoring um, what the QA team has been uh debugging or yeah what has been bugged or whatever Mm -hmm. i was listening to a podcast yesterday and he's a former qa tester and he's like i would just love to see just like a little bit of their um their bug sheet like a list of all the bugs and whatever the acronyms for will not fix or uh low priority or high priority and mm-hmm. just see at what point did they really start ramping up, uh, like game development? Like, was it two years ago? Was it three years ago? Was it, it was eighteen the last week? Like, yeah. right? Like, was it eighteen months ago? Like, at what point did they decide to cut corners? Yeah, and I I get that too. Like, I can't be mad at the developers themselves. I'm sure it is the execs, which is very fitting for this kind of game. <laughs> the corpos have done it again pushed out a game that wasn't ready to to but the thing is you already delayed the game they delayed you already like didn't mit, four you already five didn't times right goal. right at this point it's just you've you've thrown you you've got your pre-orders now you're throwing your trust away and that's the only thing that got you through the delays in the first place gamers were like cdpr said to release it when it's ready we trust them i'm i'm, I'm standing behind this game 
They they have a bar of quality that we've come to expect from them, and it's failed on all fronts. You lied to us. You lied to your investors. The the game is is what runs better than expected on consoles. Is that the quote? Uh, yes, yeah. it was. Oh my god, you're right. They straight up lied. But, but no, you know what? He said better than expected. We don't know what those expectations were. Maybe it didn't run at all. But I don't I don't get how we got to this point when your target was the last gen consoles. Yeah. And then what's crazy is that they decided did you see the headline of we're going to give our employees the bonuses regardless of what the Metacritic score was. Yeah, you because, better. Because they target their Metacritic scores to get the bonuses at 90. It has to be a 90 or above for the employees to get their bonuses. And they only gave the bonuses regardless of that meta score for this game in particular. They only gave the bonuses to people that were crunched. So if employees did not submit under crunch or whatever and took days off and whatever, they did not get the bonus is what I've heard. Are you serious? Dead ass. Yo, what are y'all doing over there? I don't, Guess you. <laughs> like, I don't think Poland has very strong uh, either labor laws or anything like that. Is what What's I'm that? guessing because CDPR is a... Uh, it is a part of Poland's overall, like, uh, GDP or whatever. I just yeah. don't quite understand how it got this bad. That's the, that's the part that's still mind-blowing to me. Like, how is it this bad that you had so much time? I yeah. just wish this- that the workers can are able to either move, but... Like, if they want to stay in game dev, they would have to move to a different country because I think CDPR is, like, basically the only main uh, game development company there. Unless there's, like, some other, like, smaller companies that only do, like, technical stuff. Indie developers are a thing. And they're getting more popular by the week. That's true. Looking at you, Supergiant. (laughs) Thanks for the finished game. I appreciate it. This this game, um, this this game. I haven't played this game yet. Um, I will play it sometime, probably just to like, j- just just to see. Um, like I'll I'll play it later. I'm not really concerned with playing it right now. But this game, having said that, this game is like the most I feel like frustrating thing on so many levels. I, this game in this developer specifically has frustrated me deeply uh for like a couple years now but mostly in the last like few weeks and i think and that kind of comes from uh, you know if you want to hear a lot more about that too listen to last week's episode we we dive into a lot of the issues with with that yeah um you know with 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 that and and i'm happy to do that again here because i don't think that we should just brush that stuff under the rug and say like oh this is for gameplay and i I know you're not saying that um Mm -hmm. but like you know these things are a part of the, of the game. Um, my other issues with this game and, and CDPR as a whole is that, like you were just saying, like they have they have lied, they have misrepresented um, themselves, their own product, um, which already should have been red flags with you know the with the representation issues in the first place. I do wish that a lot of this energy that I see around 
this game was kind of like directed their way when people were crying were like really complaining about these other issues as well because i think they are just as important if not more so than bugs in a video game but that being said there are tons of problems with the messaging of cdpr we've known this we've known this when they have literal text in the game that have black crime statistic memes in it we understand that there's a problem when they release a statement saying that you know go refund the game <laughs> to your platform holders and you actually they have no control over that and they're the platform holders sony and microsoft are not actively doing that um and then they just wipe their hands of it and say okay well oh well i guess i do think that a part of it is on a part of it is on the consumer as far as it as pre-ordering games. I hope that this is a wake-up call for some people to maybe wait on it. Wait on it for a while. We don't need to pre-order games. They were confident that they could get this thing out. They had over 8 million copies in pre-order. That is a yep. shit, shit ton. And that is a shit ton. They could have released this game. In, and who knows? James, you were saying, like, <laughs> you're. it's surprising that this game ran in the state it's in. What did this game look like before the day one patch? And like they had to know, <laughs> like they had to know that. Um, and, yeah, that's why they wouldn't let anybody show any of their footage. Yeah, in the reviews, right? And it's it's very frustrating. Um, it's again on on many levels uh, that this that they they still have defender. They had they have people willing to go to bat for them. You look at their social medias and there are people saying like, "Oh my god, gamers everywhere were complaining and, you know, they're the reason why this game is in the state that it's in." It's not. It's what? not really. Like it's actually not. No one was no gamer, quote unquote, was forcing them to 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 release the game this way. And they knew. They knew that. Um mm-hmm. And there were rumors, too, on the delay before this one. I guess it was supposed to come out originally, what, November 10th or something? And when it got delayed, a lot of the rumors going around uh, was that, you know, they were having issues with the current-gen consoles. Um, so this, I, I just find myself, and I'm not going to lie, not going to lie, a little bit of sh- uh, Freud with, like, some of this stuff in terms of, like, I'm... I'm not surprised at seeing it. And it's like, I do, I do want games to be good. Like, of course I don't ever want to play a game that's bad, but at the same time, it's like a game with this many problems um, on its face. It's like, you know, you wanted to talk all this shit (laughs) about specific groups of people. And then like, you couldn't even get your own thing together. And a lot of a big group of people were waiting for you and giving you a chance to say something about it because we, at the end of the day, we hadn't played the game. We didn't really know. And we said that last week too. It's like, there could be context for this. I doubt it, but there could be some context for a lot of this stuff. And turns out mm-hmm. there really isn't. And from a lot of people who have played the game itself and James, I know you're pretty early, so you probably haven't seen a lot of this yet, but um, apparently they don't even engage in a lot of those topics. So if you're going to go dive really deep into into these things or, or if you're going to kind of like have them on the surface, like don't shy away from that. Then like, what is the message? What, what are you trying to say? Because that's something, now that's something I'm curious to, to ask you, James. I'm not sure how 
you know, if you're if you are far enough to discern something like this. But but apparently I heard Gita Jackson from the Waypoint podcast uh, make a great point and say that this is like the Joe Rogan of video games, which I find fucking hilarious. Um, And it seems to me like it would be true. And what I mean by that is that it seems like everything cyberpunk is kind of like surface level, like sure there is like some enjoyable elements around it and it looks really nice genuinely on a good pc this thing looks very good i do like the art style a lot like it looks great i love the aesthetic Mm -hmm. choices here um but like apparently it doesn't really say much about you know the what cyberpunk really is which is a dismantling of like you know capitalism and what happens when uh people are uh, allow invasive corporations to to consume their lives essentially and like this is how we end up in the fucked up society that we are but instead trades all that social so, uh, socio-political po- commentary for what cyberpunk is and trades it in for like a lot of like hey we got dicks guys we got vaginas what you want like um <laughs> things like that so- to penis one we got penis two i'm so yeah, excited I- I mean, baby, which is fine. I'm not saying you can't have those things in your game. And I'm not saying like, you know, uh, generals gross. Like, no, I'm saying that like, you know, there it's there. There's a difference between, you know, um, having a message and like pure shock or titillation. It's like someone who's like heard the, the term dick for the first time and like thinks it's hilarious. Um, like, (laughs) <laughs> sure sure you chuckled um, a little bit Roddy when you said it I heard it <laughs> I cannot lie so like you know it's 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 that kind of thing so have you I guess my question is you know how much of that have you seen like would you agree with an assessment like that have you, are you not even far enough to maybe have been um enveloped in some of that stuff like what's your take on that um, so I haven't really dove too far into the story to hit points like that yet. Um, but the game does address certain things like, um, there are these side missions where you're basically tasked to take down cyber psychos as they're called. And the person asking you to do this asks you if you can bring them in alive, then please do so. But if you have to kill them, then kill them. Um, so you can go to one of these missions and there's like a there's a whole scene already laid out there are people that have already been murdered here there are texts you can read to understand what's going on with this person and it delves into stuff like ptsd it delves into stuff like they've been screwed over by their corporations like somebody got fired from their job and then the next email they get is that their health insurance is gone so now they can't afford the medicine to keep themselves sane so then they go crazy so stuff like that is in there they're, they do give like a reason to why some of these people are the way they are. And I think that's cool touch. If you look for it, it's there. Um, but as far as commentary about how the corpos are, like you said, are like invading people's lives and, and running the way that they live, it doesn't seem like there's much of a commentary about that. I feel like a lot of people in the game have just accepted that's the way that life is. Mm. Yeah. So I, like I said, I haven't gotten too far to really know that, but they, there is like realization that like these people are corrupt. Um, they have kill squads that just fly around in, in jets and or in like cyber, like floating cars or whatever, right. and execute their orders without command. That kind of thing. Yeah, like it's, and and that's where 
And that's what I'm curious about. Like whenever I get around to this game, like that's that's the stuff I'm looking for because that's what cyberpunk is. Like cyberpunk as a concept, not like as an IP, but as a as a genre. Like that's that's inherently what it's about, you know. Um, that's that is it. Things are, you know, yes, futuristic, cool guns, nice gadgets, and everything like that. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's always felt to me like the this game ran the risk of co opting like a lot of that imagery and saying, hey, we're going to use this because it looks cool and not necessarily think about like the why behind it and not give us like the actual thing of substance. And that's what I was hoping for. But at the same time, I do look at the company like as the developer, as the studio as a whole and think like, well, cyberpunk is an inherently progressive uh, genre, but CDPR does not feel like a particularly progressive company. Like they, they, you know, with the things that we've seen over the past you know, couple years, um, and what we know of Poland, and you know, uh, with like banning abortion or making it very difficult, um, and uh, and their strict LGBT laws, things of that nature. Like we kind of understand the real world implications of stuff like that, um, and I guess maybe expecting a, a studio like CD Project Red, especially again concerning what they've been purporting in their marketing. Like maybe I shouldn't have expected that, you know. Maybe that was on foolish on me to have those those hopes. Um, but that, that's the kind of thing that I'm looking for whenever like I get around to this game. Um, you know, regardless of how fun it is to shoot people, like that stuff is mm-hmm. cool and important. And I think like if it's good, it's good. And I'll say that part's fun. Um, but I I do I want there to be a method to the madness, pretty much at all times. Like I think there should be. If you're again, if you're going to go into certain topics, uh, depict certain things a certain way, like I need to have reason. Don't just put like shit in your game for provocative reasons or or just for shock value's sake, um, and then say, "Ooh, aren't we being edgy, guys?" Yeah, all right. And it's like, well, I mean, yeah, but like with what for what purpose? Like because at right. that point, you're not really coming off with with any sort of message for someone to take away from. You're just kind of you know, being offensive being it's like a, for the sake of being edgy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a comedian who's like really pushing the envelope, but like, they're not funny at all. And it's just like, okay, well you're making a racist joke and it's not even a joke. It's just racist actually. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. And I'm just, again, I'm, I'm so, I'm just really, this game frustrates me on that level. I wish it was better. I think this concept deserves to be better. Um, and people deserve to have a better game. I think at the end of the day, Oh, we definitely do. I paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. And, and then, then, I feel like some of that stuff that you're looking for, though, might be strewn in the side missions. Everybody's been saying that the side content is where a lot of the, the meat is. I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard that the side missions are really good, which which is like what a CDPR trademark, um, even though, you know, not crazy about The Witcher 3, but I can acknowledge The Witcher 3 has some pretty great writing in its side quests. Like the side quests are one of the best parts about it, that in the world building. Um, and the game apparently has those in spades. So I am looking forward to checking that stuff out, you know, um, you know, I'll definitely praise it where it needs to be praised and, and continue criticizing where it needs to get, it needs to get criticized. Um, you know, I, I just, it, a package like this, when you have a a platform of, you know, 8 million consumers, probably more, you know, with eyes on it, this is a game that is like on a GTA level in terms of the visibility, you know, um, like my dad might know what CD or what uh, cyberpunk is like, that's, you know, it's going to play in front of like football games and NBA games and stuff like that. Um, right. 
And I just, I just feel that very strongly that again, if they're going to engage in some of those things, like just handle it better. You got to handle some of this stuff better. You, you have too big of a platform, too big of a voice to fuck it up like that bad. Um, and it's, it's kind of crazy that they fumbled like literally everything with this game um, or not even like just the game, but like how they're communicating to people about it. Um, mm-hmm. It's very, it's very insulting. It's very insulting um, to, to not even be able to like talk to people straight like that. Um, people want a refund. They can't even get one really. And they can't even be honest stupid. about that. Yeah. And I don't exactly. know if you saw with some of the um, like item details, like there's been a uh, screenshots of it from different or from various <clears throat> people mm-hmm. saying like, even the devs at CDPR that are writing it, they are also pissed off because they'll write about a specific situation or whatever. And you know that a dev wrote that because they're pissed off. Like they'll mention either the executives, but not by name or executives. They'll just, it'll just be a vague kind of thing, but you kind of get the undertones of like, yeah, they're also pissed off too. Yeah. I mean, this is a giant game with hundreds of people, you know, making it. It just, it feels like there was maybe two trains of thought, like while trying to make this game, like, um, I don't know. I need to play it for myself. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to say the devs did not work hard. I'm sure they did. You have to even gotten this much out, but at the same time, there's got to be some, some standard here. Your, your bar was so much higher than this. And I thought Anthem was the one where people would stop doing pre-orders and stuff, but I wonder you if this think? game is the the new. Uh, well, Anthem wasn't wasn't Anthem wasn't that anticipated though. Like this, this is on a different level than Anthem. Uh, it was oh, anticipated, it was but, it, but it's highly cyberpunk. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cyberpunk is like on. This was a multi-year project that, like you know, Anthem. I don't think like they're comparable in that sense, just because this. Again, this had eight million pre-orders. Anthem didn't have that many, um, and 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 the, so much like better goodwill than EA did or at that time, right? EA, BioWare, yeah, yeah, that was, was a so much story. more expectations. It was, yeah. So and and, them, it was cool, but at least it worked. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> BioWare came out. I think they were coming off of Mass Effect Andromeda, if I'm not mistaken. So, so people were already a little bit skeptical. CDPR is coming off of Witcher Three, which it you know people God's gift to to gaming apparently. Um, So to some, to some, somebody's going to clip that and make me think I actually said it. Um, But, but like that's the difference though is like you know the expectation bar was that much bigger, you know, with them. so the rate at which they're crashing right now is even more astounding than than Anthem to me, um, and and I do I do think and I say this I feel like I say this once a year with something, but this is definitely the one where I'm like, you know, please if you are not sure about a game if you've, you know, if there are red flags which there were plenty of this game for months like maybe just don't pre-order just wait like a day or two we will hear impressions. And then you will not be able feel burned so badly because you would have waited, played the waiting game. Like I get it. People get excited about things. I, I'm not telling people no, okay. or anything. 
Oh, I'm go sorry. Ahead. I'm just saying. Like, like sometimes I get it because they're like incentive to pre-order. If there was nothing for this, it was just sixty dollars uh, flat out. I can understand waiting on this one specifically. I just yeah. realized. Yeah. Uh, what's that? Imagine all the people that bought that Xbox One specific branded Cyberpunk. Thank you. I forgot about that. Fuck. You, you have the nerve. A, they had a marketing deal with Cyberpunk. You have the nerve to ask for a console your game doesn't even run on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the. <laughs> I am curious, like, what you guys do think about that because I, I'm, I'm, I feel pretty strongly about this. And I've said this on this show multiple times, and I'm pretty sure in private to you guys as well that, like, you know, the act of. Um, the act of pre-ordering is ultimately harmful. And again, I'm not saying that don't be excited about things. That's not what I'm saying. I'm I'm saying maybe don't give sixty dollars to something that isn't a sure bet. Um, I mean, what is you all's policy even with that? Like, do you guys pre-order a lot? Like, what's what's the deal with it there? I pre-order Assassin's Creed games, so. Make of that what you will. So you don't make it like a habit with everything. You do like a particular series that you enjoy. Yes. Okay, James, what about you? I actually don't know. I, that's why I'm genuinely asking. Well, I, I will admit I am part of the problem. I do pre-order games a lot. But it's mainly because I know that I'm going to want to jump in day one regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if a game does show itself to be like, I don't know, this is going to be it. I will, I've been wary. Like Anthem was one of those games. I was like, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. And then I played the beta and I was convinced to play with some friends. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, they're going to be in. I don't want to be left behind. I'll pre-order. Got mm-hmm. burned. Whatever. And um, with, cer- with, just, with certain series like Elena, yeah, I'm always, I'm down to pre-order. But uh, especially after this, I'm going to be reconsidering. But mainly I pre-orders because I want to play at midnight. If I know I want to play the game, I don't want to have to worry about doing the download or whatever. Just preload it. Let's get it going. Yeah, especially with like... Mm-hmm. Um, pre-order game that I've bought was... It was on my birthday. I think I was turning 20 or 21 or something like that. And I pre-ordered Assassin's Creed Unity. Oh. Yeah. And then the first 15 minutes of playing... I fell through the world. Yeah. This is this almost feels <laughs> that like was the last one I bought that was bad. That was a pre-order. But I bought Anthem day one because I knew it was gonna be bad and I wanted to play with fraud because we want to laugh at it together. Yeah. That was that I knew it was gonna be bad and I fucking bought it anyway. Like uh, yeah, and I mean look, that's the thing, is is I very rarely pre-order stuff. Um, I think the last thing I like, actually, and I don't ever get collector's editions, but I, I totally understand why people do. You're a fan of something. Maybe you want a statue or whatever. I get it. That's fine. Um, but like, I, I do think that these companies use those metrics, like especially the pre-order stuff, as like buffers. And I think especially in this case, it's, it's very hard to discount um, that possibility here. Like when you have 8 million pre-orders or something, you're guaranteed that money. Like you, you can release this game in any state that you want, right? Yeah, yeah. And maybe and that, maybe that is part of it. They already had the money. Yeah, they already had the money. They have your money. That's that's why they have the the gall to write a letter like that and say, 
you know, yeah, we're really sorry. We didn't know. Like, come on, like fucking come on. You did know, actually. You knew and didn't care. And you already have the money. So you already had it. So it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. And to, to, to put the onus on platform holders, but not have a formal discussion with them so that people literally cannot take the game back and they have a, a, a hard time doing so. That's just that to me speaks volumes. And that that does tell me that they are looking at things like pre-order numbers and saying, yeah, we don't really give a shit. We have the money. So. Yeah. Yeah. Sad, sad day. Uh, Ooh, very much so. for a lot of people. Uh, any final thoughts before we jump off of this? No, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I think we said everything that we need to be said. Unless there's something new that develops within the, towards the end of the year. It needs to be patches. Only thing I need to hear from you guys is patch notes. I don't want to hear nothing else. Well, you're going to have to wait until January or February. So. No, they said one within the week. Oh, really? The clock is ticking. Man. All I want for Christmas is my fixed cyberpunk. <laughs> Fair enough. You heard him. You heard the man. Get it to him. All right, guys. Uh, well, thank you for that, James. Uh, I do not have a, a game this week. Uh, we will be talking extensively about uh, Game of the Year stuff. I am busy wrapping up some Game of the Year titles, which I am extremely excited to talk about. Um, so, in lieu of that... We're going to jump into news this week, and one of the news pieces is that uh, Nintendo came out with a Nindies. Is that what they call them? Or Nintendo World? Something like that. Um, I kind of like that name. Nindies. It rolls off the tongue a little bit. I like it. Um, and they announced a few games that we found pretty interesting. One specifically that I guess was a surprise to me, particularly. I thought it was already on Switch, but they announced Among Us is coming. Um, that game is coming, what, December 26th, right? Oh, no, I think it's out now. Oh, it's out yeah, now. Put, yeah. I think it is. Okay, it's five it's bucks. got a new map and everything. Oh, okay, okay. It's a new map on all. Oh, I thought this was on Switch already. Yeah. Won't lie. Definitely thought it was. Um, so no, that was like the, the first console uh launch first console launch okay well that's pretty cool do you guys are you guys interested in this are you gonna just play it on pc what's going on i'm gonna grab my switch and buy it oh literally right now okay yeah right now (laughs) because i want to support them they are a team of four uh whenever we get into the tgas because they won a couple awards but there's only four people like two um i think one does uh the all the socials i forget what the other one does and then there's a one programmer and one artist and Mm. that's the entire team and so i would like to support them any way possible because they seem like really good people okay that i I have not played a single game of among us uh, neither here. have I, but my sister has, and she would borrow my iPad to play Among Us on mobile. I'm with you, James. I have not played a single game of Among Us. I'm not opposed. Not opposed at all. I just haven't gotten around to it. Yeah, same. And the new map is from one of their other games called the Top Hat Clan Airship. If you ever play um, the Henry Stickman Collection. That game is very funny. There's multiple endings, multiple achievements, 
multiple fails and all that other stuff. And it's a really good, like, game, like, really funny game to play. There's a bunch of, like, meta jokes, references to other games. There's a Phoenix Wright bit, and... Um... There you go, Ronnie. <laughs> oh, must play. <laughs> there it is. And it's just, like, really, uh, really funny. So I highly recommend that studio. It's a bunch of, like, goofy stuff. Okay. That sounds good. Um, speaking of Goofy, there was this one game that came that was announced on that stream that sounded pretty cool. And James, you called it out as well, like as being something that, you know, caught your eye was the Fisty Fluffs game. It was a cat brawler, which feels very true to life. Um, you know, as someone who lives with a cat, um, reluctantly. (laughs) Yeah. I uh, yeah yeah I I may I may check that out for for the entertainment for sure. Um, also wanted to mention Spelunky one and two coming to Switch. That was also announced. Um, very very cool that 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 will be there. Another game I think that I thought was on Switch for some reason, but it it was not. Uh, but it is a perfect game. Say what? It just sounds like a Switch game. <laughs> How could it yeah. not be? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it does. And when you, whenever you play it, like you'll definitely know too. It's it's a fantastic game. I played a bit on PC. It it's truly awesome. Uh, maybe not my favorite roguelike ever. I think something else has that spot. But uh, but it is it is fantastic. And I'm will probably end up buying this because I've not played Spelunky two yet, and I was looking forward to that. Any other games from this Nindies thing that you guys wanted to shout out or like looked? interesting uh honestly i don't have much else that i can really think of oh cosmocrats looks like a an interesting one it's kind of like space tetris Ooh, that already sounds great so you have to control a ship and basically puzzle together whatever the objective is mm-hmm. and that's that's basically the premise i have seen a couple bits of gameplay of it and I just thought that was cool that it's on Switch now, but everything is on Switch now. So everything's on Switch. I love it. I love it. All Even right. the shitty mobile games are on Switch. Yeah, very true. Very true. Except for Among Us. Among Us is really good. I was about to say, dang, you want to try Among yeah. Us? Yeah, that was pretty harsh. Dude, the pretty icon harsh. for Among Us is so cute because it has red pointing at um white, and there's two ghosts. They're pointing at Red, saying that they're the killer, and then it's at the uh, the emergency meeting uh, table. So it's a very cute icon. I love it. Nothing like Dead Spaceman to, to make a cute icon. <laughs> <laughs> very, Dude, very I good. I love the art style of Among Us. It's so simple yet like kind of cute. Yeah, I saw somebody, they remade, I can't remember which Naruto intro it was. I feel like it was one of the younger ones, but they remade the Naruto intro in Among Us. It fits way better than it has any right to. Yeah, it. you're right. It does. Here, I'm going to post the Among Us um, like little announcement whenever the Nindies was going on in Discord. Like the mm-hmm. uh, artist that he drew. And they're all playing the, a Nintendo Switch, all on a couch. Fantastic, fantastic. Thank you. 
Well, um, let's go ahead and move on to the uh, second half of our news section here, um, it, which was the Game Awards. The Game Awards happened in between episodes, and I thought it was interesting, both positive and negative, <laughs> uh, for, for several reasons. I, I want to kind of turn it over to you guys just to start because I'm curious like let's just start with like the the game announcements were there any that caught your eye at all I don't remember them <laughs> I almost crashed my car when it cut my eye so hard <laughs> oh and, and you, that one yeah and you know what I'm talking about oh, okay so <clears throat> I was um I was on my way out when the game awards were happening but I just had it like on Twitch, on playing over my uh my car speakers, and when that Smash trailer dropped, <laughs> I didn't know what to expect. Um, I heard so many different rumors. Like I thought maybe we might get Doom Guy. I thought we might get um people have been saying Sora. I didn't think so. But when I heard that chorus and the, those those violins, those strings. Oh my God! And Sephiroth just is, slices his way through the biggest bad that Smash Bros has. Just one shots him. That was that was the hypest thing I've seen all year. And don't forget, uh, nearly killing Mario. Yes, I Dude, love. That was, my jaw dropped. I was like, Oh my God! Did they just do that on stream? But no, it just caught his fucking overall strap. Like if you if you think about the amount of work that went into that trailer, Sakurai is going to have a field day with that gameplay reveal. There is no way you do like a shot for shot remake of Advent Children and not have something incredible planned for Sephiroth. I'm not gonna lie, I I think I almost enjoy like these character reveal trailers more than the actual. Like I I love Smash Bros, but like these character reveal trailers, they've just been going all out. Cloud didn't even get like this good of a trailer. It was, yeah, it was a movie. <laughs> it was a whole movie, and I was I'm here for it. That's that was the one announcement I was looking for. So I kind of just got into the TGAs and got out. But man, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a good time. Yeah, Sephiroth is so it, it, crazy. It's uh, it's really cool when they do villain characters because like it, it's Nintendo showing their dark side a little bit. Especially with that Mario thing, it's like, damn! I, I genuinely—they got me with that. I really thought they showed that. Completely. I mean, they did kill Luigi did in they? the Castlevania one. Oh my god! I might need to rewatch that. Yeah, like Luigi gets his soul taken straight up. <laughs> no, I thought Mario <laughs> dies in the Minecraft one. He gets exploded by a creeper. Wow. That's true. We don't. I think, we didn't actually like see him die. Man, Nintendo has some. Um, they have some things to work out. I think with their characters. Yeah. It's a dark. It's a dark world, man. Waluigi needs to be in Smash. There's no chance it's happening. That's I know because they fucking hate Waluigi. They hate the memes. I don't get why. Why would you be mad? You made a character people like. <laughs> that that still baffles me. Why are you mad? I like your stuff. Do people like Waluigi, or do they just like memeing him? Uh, I mean, probably at this point, they just like memeing him. I think it's but I legit drive as like Mario Kart while Luigi is my go-to. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I love him. I think, so isn't he in uh, Mario Aces, that tennis game? Yeah, he, that's where he started. He started out in the tennis games. Yeah. He was just the OC they made because Wario needed a partner. 
and they just do nothing with him. That's kind of sad in a way. <laughs> he's, he's getting the more Luigi treatment than Luigi. That's true. We had the year of Luigi. Mm. No year of Uwa. Oh, there was another game announcement of Swedish Chef. Dude, oh yeah. That oh, Swedish yeah, Chef trailer for Overcooked 2. I was so horrified of seeing the fucking human hands for Swedish Chef. Muppets do not have human hands. But how is he going to chef without hands? He has Muppet hands that you can use, but so it, was has like budget, hands? it was like a budget shot for a Swedish chef and they just use the human hands to do stuff. It was weird. Like if you That's haven't actually, seen it, you need to go look it up for I've overcooked ne- two Swedish chef as a yeah. uh, additional character. I've never um, thought about the Powerpuff Girls hands as like being separate entities, but you're definitely right. That is like actually terrifying. Yeah. Just the nubs. Yeah, they're just, oh man. Oh man. Okay. All right. I am sufficiently freaked out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sugar, spice, and everything nice except the hands. Except those weren't nice enough. (laughs) Um, So. They showed some things here. They did announce, which was weird. It was a, like a weird announcement, but they did show a Mass Effect 4, kind of. Like, they just said it was Mass Effect will continue. <laughs> Maybe with Liara, probably. I don't know. Um, they just we said, got shot- oh, we're going to plan a Mass Effect 4. We don't know what it is going to be, but Mass Effect Yeah, 4. we saw, I think we saw like, um, what Reve- what were they called? Not Geths. Was it like Revenants or whatever the alien things were in Mass Effect 3. Yeah, thank you. Reapers. Yeah, I think we saw like dead Reapers. I I think they were dead. Um, And then we see like the Milky Way, which to me says that they are continuing, dropping Andromeda and continuing with, um, with uh, what's it called? The the original trilogy, which was in the reboot. Oh, you think it'll be just like entirely rebooted? I mean, everything else is. I mean, that would be, that'd be better than nothing. Yeah. I would take a rebooter. Yeah, I, I do think that would be an interesting choice, especially because like they're putting out that that enhancement collection for the original three. I I would be surprised if they did like a straight up because I mean, the ending of three lends itself to like where the next game would be a reboot, like theoretically. Right. Because mm-hmm. everything gets destroyed at the end. Um, sorry. Spoilers for a 10 year old game. Um, I've never played any of the Mass Effect games. That's a spoiler. Are you serious, Alana? I have never played any. <sighs> well, I guess it doesn't have to end that way. Well, I guess it I does end like that way anyway. Games. I don't like space games. I never played okay, any of the well, Halos either. Then you're never going to play Mass Effect, <laughs> right? Well, like whatever we have planned in the future, Rod, that you wanted to do, then yes, you would force oh, okay. me to play those games. Wow. I feel like we need to force him to play Mass Effect. We that can would, wait for the updated version. Yeah, that's that's true. We could wait. Um, the journey you need to go on the one. You, ooh. yeah. Well, 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 speaking of this, I mean, James, you are like I feel like the resident Mass Effect fan here. I think we all like it, but I know you love it. So, I mean, did you did you feel feel anything for this like at all? No, I've been burnt too many times. <laughs> to be completely honest, um, fair, I fair. hate trailers like this because mm. they just tell me that a game is coming and 
you know what else told me a game was coming that looked really cool? Cyberpunk mm. 2077. Mm. And when I got it, not working. So until I can get gameplay trailers at this point, I'm I'm over the CG. Like oh, we're we it, it will continue. Doesn't sound like you have a plan to me. Mm. <laughs> that just sounds like we're going forward regardless of what the story is. The one thing I will say with that, I do agree with you. Um, yeah, the the one thing that I will say is that uh, on Twitter there was some stuff going around about how the veteran team from the original trilogy is back. So. Uh, it does look like this may be a true, like if they are going to reboot it, it looks like it will be done the right way uh, with the original creative team on it. So that's Minus Casey Hudson. And, right. Um, that's true. The guy? Uh, I don't have his name. Oh, I'm so sorry, guy. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, every guy. Yes. You I know who so you are. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, other than those two, like, yeah, they are getting like a lot of the the cinematic designers back and like the gameplay uh, choreographers, like they're doing a lot of uh, bringing a lot of the original team back. So that's actually really, really cool. So I want to see that original one team to handle like the quests and stuff and put the, des- like the combat team of three on there and we'll be fine. I, I need more RPG in my game. A hundred percent agree. I think that would be the best of both worlds that that's, I think the first one has the best story and the third one has the best combat in my opinion. Um. Yeah, and two. I love two. Two has great like character stuff in there. And I think that's why it's like the right blend of those two. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, what else did they do? They showed off a uh, game from Turtle Rock Studios, the Back for Blood, which is the Left for Dead three that uh, we'll never receive. Um, so. Oh, I'm excited for that game. Yeah, I mean, it looks it looks cool. Uh, it definitely looks rough, but I mean, an alpha is coming, or I'm sorry, a beta is coming. So, like, I'm curious when people actually get their hands on it, like what it plays like. But I'm I'm interested though. My interest has been peaked, uh, so I'll keep my eyes on it for sure. Um, Vin Diesel has a game. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, no, no. okay, he has another I've video read, game. I should say. No, I read an article. I think he. Like he bought his way in or something, and he's like president or something. Like he's on a board for that. Um, oh, okay. That development team. That's why he's that, in that game. That makes so much more sense. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. Huh. Uh, Too bad in like arc. <laughs> yeah, just what a random series for him. Like, I mean, I guess maybe it's appropriate, but sure. I don't know. I don't know much about arc. I just know that it's random. Um. <laughs> Disco Elysium is getting a console version. That's very cool. Oh, yeah. And I heard that there's new dialogue and I think everything is fully voiced or something. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Everything's voiced. It's actually coming to everything. The trailer during the Game Awards didn't make it seem like that, but it is coming to everything, even Switch. So that's pretty cool. Switch. Yeah, it's coming to Switch. Um, and I think it's called the final director's cut or something. Uh, the final cut. Final yeah. Cut. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the only other thing I have on here was the Perfect Dark trailer, uh, which I think is exciting. Well, well, I will say it's exciting to know what the initiative, what the initiative—that's their name. Um, I think it's exciting to know what they're doing. Don't really care oh, is about that what they were doing. Yeah, that's them. That's them. Um, hmm. Don't. I do not care about Perfect Dark as an IP. I don't dislike it. I just don't care about it. Um, but. Just off of their name, I will go off of it. Like the, there was a an article that released, I think, the day after this this came out, um, that 
was like a list, just nothing but a list of names of people who are on that project. And it's just straight nothing but killers on this thing. I'm talking like ex Sony uh, first party devs who did like um, God of War and uh, Uncharted and like all these, like Santa Monica, Naughty Dog, um, like a, pl- a couple playground guys, I think. Like it, just disgusting list and it is i i am very interested to see like what that motley crew is going to come up with like it just seems like such a like a like a i don't know just a crazy level team yeah it just seems crazy like a what all-stars team kind of yeah it's just like such a random amalgamation of people but like all from really cool projects that i would be curious what they do it's it's like my sole interest in this if it was anybody if it was anybody else, I don't think I would care about this at all. Uh, what about you, James? Where are you at? I didn't care until you told me it was theirs. <laughs> I mean, straight yeah. up. I, yeah. Because yeah. I don't have much of a perfect arc history at either. So the IP doesn't mean much to me. Right. Right. Which is good, I think, in this case. I'm, I'm glad to have something I don't really know what to expect besides that's like a, a shooter. Yeah, that's true. And that's a good perspective to have, I think. Um, and that's probably what, what I should go in with it you know, or into that with is, is that perspective. Um, it, the trailer itself, I don't like CG trailers. Typically, I think they're really useless and tell us virtually nothing. But this one was mildly interesting because we got to see like a li- lot of different biomes, which I think it ends like in Egypt or something like Joanna Dark is in Egypt for some reason. But like she's in a facility like this high tech facility that has like uh, different seasons or something in it. So the rumor right now, I have no idea if this is accurate, but the rumor is that it is a uh, spy like action game that changes from season to season, quote unquote. I do not know what that means, but um, I'm thinking maybe something's Forza Horizon 4 related, like in terms of like you play that game for a while, it changes seasons like as you play. Yeah. yeah like every few days that would be interesting or something new like you're saying so definitely keeping my eye on it i am very excited to see what that studio can do especially if it's going to have the combat director from god of war hell yeah give that to me give that to me now so huh. it's yeah a weird time we're getting a lot of spy games yeah yeah if i'm not getting sp- uh, splinter cell shit i'll take something else i'll take this i guess james um, bond we're getting this we're getting hitman 3 Ooh, yeah, I forgot about James Bond. Yeah, from IO. That that will That's be good. Perfect. That's perfect yeah. for them. Yeah, I think that will be very good. So let's talk about um some of the awards here. Uh, now we saw Game Awards or the Game of the Year winner was Last of Us 2. I don't think that was I don't think that was really any surprise for any of us, really. I think we kind of expected that. We were hoping maybe for Hades, but but I don't know. Um, it didn't make it, but it was uh, that. That does anybody have any comments on that award particularly? I think it should have gone to Hades. I didn't think Last of Us Two was the perfect be all end all game, especially that last part of the game. It mm-hmm. like you could have like you can feel that it was rushed and. I didn't think it deserved it. I think Hades should have gotten it just because it's more well-rounded and more carefully thought out than Last of Us 2. Hmm. Interesting. I have a feeling we will be returning to this topic very soon. <laughs> but, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. James, what about you? Did you have any... You, this didn't surprise you, right? Um, 
No. It made me sad, but I was not surprised. That's true. Uh, what I do want to, I want to go back and just make sure I understood what their criteria for game of the year is. So let's let's see. Quick quote here: mm-hmm. Recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. Hmm. Hmm. Now. While I don't think that we were rooting, we not, obviously none of us were rooting for Last of Us Part Two to win. I I can say that I feel like that's a pretty accurate assessment, though. Um, and mainly that that falls into the accessibility options. There were so many different ways you could play that game, and it it felt good. Um, I would agree. Story with may it. not be what everybody was looking for. Yeah. Um, and maybe the characters were not your absolute favorite, but I also think that might have been part of the point. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not supposed to love these people always. You're not supposed to be like behind them 100% because they're just survivors like you. Like, you're just some random Joe Schmo, really, that you would encounter every day in the world. But um, with that being said, Hades is the absolute best experience. <laughs> I've had this year. <laughs> yeah. And, and 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 Last of Us 2 did win the accessibility award, like when they yeah. had that category, which which was deservedly right. so. Like and, and I, I understand how someone comes to the conclusion of Last of Us 2 like getting that. Like I, I cognitively understand it. Um, not my pick, but but I get it. Um, and I don't think anybody was expecting any different. That was like one of the most critically acclaimed games of, of the year. Very de- divisive, but but generally it was it was praised for a lot of reasons. So right, for all the hate that it got, it was a really solid game. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of how I come away from that on now where I think things get a little more controversial. Um, and well, actually before we jump into that, I do want to highlight also Sean Murray one for uh best ongoing game for no man's sky. Just, just big shout out to that guy. Like they are really doing a lot of work and this is coming from someone who sold no man's sky extremely early. Like I, it was my most, anticipated game of the year um i bought it day one played it for like two weeks and then sold it uh and was very disappointed wow. um i sold i had it on disc i i had the game physically yeah, so. i have it on disc oh you have it on disc too oh okay okay yeah do you want it i i I mean, honestly, yeah, kind of. I kind of do want it because I want to go back to that game. Um, and I was so immensely disappointed at first. It is very gratifying to see them work on this game. And they got a they got a lot of undeserved... I would say... Now, I will say they got undeserved hate in terms of like... You know, they were getting like death threats and all kinds of crazy shit. Don't do that. Like, don't fucking do that. Yes. Yeah, it's a fucking video game. Like it was you know it was maybe not the best thing at the time and it was misleading in some areas or you were mis- you feel like you were misled don't don't threaten to kill people over this fucking don't do that um but it's nice to see them overcome all that all that adversity that they faced um from the public and and just themselves probably and just create an experience that to me when i look back at that game that doesn't even look like the same thing that i played all those years ago um and all for free. They have done this for free, which it also bl- blows my mind. And they have not given up on this game. And I see kind of Sean Murray every now and then. He doesn't give like a lot of interviews, but I've seen him since like kind of talk about the game and he's on Twitter and stuff. And he's very like, 
humble. In fact, it's funny when he was when they were announcing the winner for this. He was in the middle of drinking a beer. He was like downing a beer. Like as yeah, he looks so shocked. He's like, "Wait, I no. won!" Yeah, that was that was like a genuine reaction. A lot of times you'll see people win and they're like, "Oh my god, I never knew!" But like they they knew. Um, he genuinely, I was like real as hell. He was like, "I did not see that coming." Um, awesome. So, yeah, it, it was pretty awesome. I, I that was one of my favorite moments of the night was was seeing him win that. Um, and, and again, deservedly so. It was a, it was an award I think they that studio deserves for sure. So if, if just you wanted to like a like a like a whole view of the entire like development of No Man's Sky, there's a really good interview or not interview, but a really good video by internet historian. So I would just look up on YouTube, Internet Historian, No Man's Sky, and click on that video and watch it all the way through. It basically yeah. explains everything, like why Sean Murray kind of promised all those things, because he's not a PR person. Right. Like, yeah, he is we, a we found developer. <laughs> and so he kind of just said something just to like, oh, it will have this and not really knowing that it will be a thing. And so, yeah. like, that whole video is so good. It's so well-researched and everything. Except for right. the last 15 minutes. I wouldn't watch the last 15 minutes because <laughs> Internet Historian, he found a, um, during its, like, height of, like, hype, someone wrote a fanfic about Sean Murray. It gets a little weird. Mm, but the first okay. 45 minutes are really good. Last thing, Last 15 minutes are a little bit weird, but it's pretty funny. Um, couple of other uh, highlights here that I I thought were really you know good feel good moments uh, was um, Among Us winning the multiplayer game and they won something else best was it best mobile best, yeah yeah best mobile and best multiplayer yeah feel good moment just because that team is so small as you were saying earlier uh, Elena like that that it was just it was nice to see um you know particularly because they were in the category for best multiplayer you know like valorant and animal crossing and wars and like just these huge games um and so it was nice to see that um another feel good as well was laura bailey for her win for for best performance i do think uh she had one of the best performances i've seen in a game this year um and of course she got shit on a lot for that and uh i'm glad that in this category people said fuck that and we're going to reward the best person for the job. And they, to me, they got that one right. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> one of the awards I definitely think Last of Us 2 deserved was, was that. Um, so shout out to her for sure. And so off of Last of Us, though, uh. do want to talk a little bit about the game direction. And I wanted to open this up to you guys as well. I'm very curious as to your thoughts. But Last of Us 2 won this, this award. Game direction, to me, is a very muddled topic, uh, or a, a very muddled, like, category, and the actual, like, definition of it is, like, it's, I'll just read it from here, awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. Now, Naughty Dog has been, has come under fire like in the past year uh, for uh, some sexual assault allegations that have occurred um, also for crunch. So next to like CDPR, they have been horrible with crunch. And this is something that has been confirmed like over and over. This isn't just like 
rumors. We're not just making this up. Um, like we've got journalists and sources citing this information. And I just don't feel super comfortable with rewarding the game direction uh, that way. And not to say that these awards like really matter all that much at the end of the day. Um, but I do think that just putting them on that pedestal, giving them that platform uh, is a little bit disingenuous, at least to me, especially when you're up against a game like Hades with this company like Supergiant. Neil Druckmann accepted that award, by the way, who is, you know, they're going to have, and Greg Kasavin, who is the head of Supergiant was there. So they are, uh, they're going to be studio heads accepting these awards. So it just feels a little bit disingenuous to me uh, to have that awarded. But I'm kind of curious, like, you know, what you guys think about that. Uh, I don't particularly like Neil Druckmann's style, or at least his attitude and his ego is a bit inflated, especially with, like, winning all these awards. Like, he recently got promoted to president of Naughty Dog. And so... I think uh, there was a rumor that I heard that whenever the initial Last of Us 2 um, story leaked, that he changed the ending just to rub it in the whoever, like the people that didn't like it to kind of like rub it in their face. Like he doesn't seem like a very good dude overall. So um Especially with um, Amy Henning, whenever she left after Uncharted 4, like you could kind of see like the quality not being as good as it should be. Yeah. Oh, I mean, obviously we can't speak to the guy's like personality. Like we don't know him like that, but I know, but just watching on Twitter, the way that he acts, like that's what I get off of him. I I definitely have. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I wasn't. It's going to say anything else. Um, yeah, like for me, it's definitely like the sense of Neil Druckmann is is the leader, um, you know, in that in that space, in that company. Like he's the head of the project. And so when you hear stories, you know, like, you know, those allegations um, and the the crunch and everything like that, like all that comes under, you know, his watch. Like as a manager, you are responsible for that. You know, you you take the the praise, but you also take the criticism. Um, and so I, I do, I, I do have a problem with, with the, the industry, you know, as a whole, because they are the ones voting on it, not necessarily the industry as in the peers, like the creative peers, but like the journalists, um, awarding them this award that, that kind of bugs me a little bit. Um, James, do you have any thoughts on this? Um, you know, I'm not really privy as to like what constitutes as good game direction, mm-hmm. but given what you've said about, you know, not the, the, the culture of sexual assault going on in the workplace, um, the, the necessary crunch in order to get your game out, that doesn't really seem to show good time management. I mean, I feel yeah. like that's something that's important direction. Um, if you can't control the people that you are directing to avoid things like sexual assault happening in the workplace or to keep it on their reps, that sort of thing also didn't seem to show good direction. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, of course, when most people hear game direction, they probably think of like just the game itself. But when you're in a management position, 
and you're over the head of people, it's more than just the product that comes out onto the table. It's how you treat and value your employees. Because at the end of the day, you can give all the direction you want without people to do the work. You won't have anything. Right. So, you said, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm just saying, so I, I, I think there's, there needs to be more thought into that. Like, I don't understand what you would you consider innovation in that space. Because mm-hmm. we've seen crunch before. That's not innovative. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Um, th- th- that was all very well said. In fact, I definitely back you up on on the part about this not being clear. Because I think that's what this comes down to, is is that this this category is not clear. Um, so I think you definitely nailed the issue, the core issue with this. Um, they need to better define what that means. So I, I don't think that most people understand. I I don't even know like truly what that entails. Um, when I think of game direction, I do, th- you know, I think of things exactly what you mentioned, which was man, like general management, you know, of the office of the studio. Like, you know, um, I do think creativity is a part of that. And the end product is a part of that. But I also think game of the year feeds directly into it. And the other, um, the other categories like narrative and art direction and score, like are things that make up those things and they are siloed against game of the year. Like game of the year to me is a culmination of all of those things. Whereas we see the individual pieces of the game in the other categories. Game direction is very, very vague. And the only way I can take it is like, yeah, how did this, how did this studio head like manage it? Just like you said. So I think that's, that's a big part of the problem. I hope that gets fixed next year for sure. I think it's just, it's going to happen with time. Um, I mean, every year we seem to realize that there, there's more and more exposure in everything. Mm-hmm. So we can't, it, it, I'm not saying we can't, we shouldn't judge um, what we have currently based off of an old standard. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, before it was like, you'd heard a game was coming, the game showed up. At least I was when I was younger, but now there's so much more interviews going on. You can hear so much more about the behind the scenes that there, there just needs to be more expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's well, all, all well said. Uh, does anybody have anything else to add or that can hey, be the final word? Hades uh, robbed. <laughs> Hades was Bet robbed. Like, <laughs> art direction, best um, soundtrack, uh, best narrative. Come on, yeah. guys. Wait, yeah, what? that's... Didn't uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake one soundtrack, though? Yeah, it did. a Sephiroth theme, so I guess that's fair. It, it, it's, it's pretty good. That, that score, that, that score section, I will say, is absolutely stacked. It was <laughs> absolutely... Like, all five of those games that were nominated, I'm talking Ori, Last of Us, Hades, uh, Final Fantasy VII, and Doom Eternal, spectacular soundtracks, and games where I would actually say the music is an integral part of, of those experiences. So, um, yeah, that it, I didn't realize how good the Hades music really, really was until like I heard that um, that that medley, and I was like, "Oh shit, yeah, that's good." Yeah, Ooh, yeah. Finals that night, whenever they yeah. come out next year. Hmm. Hmm. Absolutely. Oh man, great, great stuff. Okay. Well, guys, that is going to wrap it up for this week. Um. So we just finished talking about the game awards the game awards we're going to be talking about our game awards next week and that will be game of the year for should i play that 2020 very excited uh we're 
always, this is like one of the best times of the year. Um, I know for me personally, it's one of my favorite episodes that we do for the entire year. If you've never heard us do this before, you definitely should stick around. Um, it will be debuting um, next week at our normal time. That'll be a Friday noon drop, noon EST or Eastern Standard Time. Um, Merry Christmas. And, yes, Merry Christmas. Oh, yeah, and potentially, true. yeah, it will be on Christmas Day. Um, so, and then potentially New Year's Day. We're also like, we may split that episode into two. We're, we're debating on that right now. But, but we will be seeing you during the holidays for sure with that. A little Christmas present from us to you. And how that works, if you've never been a part of it, is you know we're going to come up with a list of games. We're going to whittle that down. You'll hear us uh, battling it out amongst each other. Friendly, of course, uh, for the most part. Uh, but, I will fight uh, a Georgia to stab you if one of my games is not on the list. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, yes. I'm the, the knives are coming out, I'm sure, at some point during this process. So we're, we'll whittle the, the list down to a top 10 and then after we get our top 10, we will begin ordering that list. And that is what it is. It's just a giant celebration of the year. Um, and that's what it is, guys. I'm really excited. Uh, but I want to take us out the right way. Elena, what have you got for us? Um, Christmas break. I'm so excited. So I'll have more time to play video games. Maybe finish Assassin's Creed Valhalla before the game awards maybe mm, so okay maybe have some fighting power with that because it's actually pretty good so far like out of all the three newer ones like origins odyssey and valhalla i would put valhalla at like number two as of right now and Sweet. origins number one because i just like mm. bayek in general <laughs> <laughs> and Odyssey pisses me off because it's one too big, two I really hate Layla, and okay. DLC, so I feel like we're gonna have a five-hour podcast. Dude. <laughs> All right, people, start taking bets. What do you think number one game is gonna be? Because I think we should all know if you've been listening for the this past year. Animal Crossing. No. Animal Crossing. I mean, look, I, I, I've got some, I've got some fight for Animal Crossing. I'm not gonna say number one, but I'm gonna say I got some fight for that game, at least a little bit. Uh, Who knows? When those conversations start happening, you start remembering old games. Who knows? It's true. That's why I say, like, use the time wisely. And then the next, like, however many days we have until we record, I am like going back to games. I'm playing them. Uh, it's, it's a fun time. It's fun. Time. Wait. So is our list going to be games that release that released this year? Yes. Mm -hmm. Including remakes? <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. We'll talk <laughs> about this Let's talk about this off air. We'll talk about okay, this after okay, this. Okay. So James, take us out, sir. What do you got for us? Uh, not a lot. Yo, happy holidays to everybody. Um, I think we're in the middle of Hanukkah right now at the time of this recording. Shout out to all my, uh, my Jewish folk out there celebrating Hanukkah. Shout out to the people celebrating Kwanzaa, Christmas. Whatever it is you celebrate, if you do none of it, whatever. Enjoy the cold weather. Enjoy the the good cheer, and uh, be kind to each other. That's mm. all I got. Love it. You heard the man. You heard him. Whenever James says it, go ahead and just do it. Just do it. So, 
with that said we're out of here guys if you liked what we what you've heard today go ahead and like us on apple music or podcasts and uh, anywhere else you actually listen to us spotify soundcloud facebook anything um we always appreciate it like comment rating and again feedback at should i play that at gmail.com and we will see you guys next week be beastly or get beastly what does chris say stay beastly, stay beastly. thank you stay beastly peace